thank you for joining. So we're at part two of the interview with Mr. William Poole of Addiction Matters. As I mentioned, anyone that follows on IG, I'm dedicating the entire month of June to Black Kings in honor of Mr. George Floyd, in honor of Eric Garner, in honor of Philando Castile, Trayvon Martin, and so many endless, countless African-American Black Kings that have lost their lives due to just hatred and unnecessary violence. Of course, anyone that listens to the show, as you know, this is Go Queens. So the whole show in general is also indeed and is dedicated to the Queens. So Sandra Bland, beautiful Brianna Taylor, you will forever live in our hearts. Thank you for the support of this show, but please listen up. We're going to be dedicating the entire month of June to the Black Kings, but Once again, Black Lives Matter. This is a rough time for everyone. So it's not much to say. It's just been a very solemn, somber period. But please tune in to this special episode and take care, everyone. Black Lives Matter. Wow. You know, I, I, I feel I'm called to do, man. And I just try to keep it so thorough you know sometimes some people could ask me something and they may be like oh lord he went to be no yeah i don't i don't know because they see one thing about me which you don't you don't realize is that i don't hold nothing back and i don't i don't i don't there is no secret because you won't never be able to say something about will that somebody else don't know because god damn it i want the world to know if it happened to me i'm gonna tell you it happened to me my life is an open book you know why because it sets me moving mm-hmm. every day I talk about it. Every day. Every day I talk about it. And see, yes. I want people to just gravitate to what it is I'm saying. And I want them to know that, man, you can do this. You sitting on them secrets right now. You know, you 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 hiding yourself. You shame. There's no need to be shamed. There's none. When I was a child, those things happened, of course. Right, but guess what? I was powerless. I was taken advantage of. It wasn't mm. my fault. It wasn't my right. fault, and it wasn't and your for fault. Years, I would not talk about it because I was too shame. I was too shame. Like man, you know, how can I? Mm-hmm. What, what my friends gonna think if they hear? This is one thing telling it to a stranger, but how, how my family? And my, my loved ones, what they gonna think? What my homeboys gonna be like? They gonna think, God damn, will a dude mm. held you down and inserted himself in you? What? What they gonna think about me? Will they think I'm gay? Well, I got, I'm having all these thoughts. I'm having all these feelings, you know? But I found myself mm-hmm. becoming free right. as I begin to talk about it. God damn, and I promise you, when it happened, it just happened. I did not, I never forget when I first broke it out. It was not planned. It wasn't planned. I was in a counseling session when I tell you this counselor. Right. Oh my Lord. She, I don't know how she did what she did, but when she did it, she like sucked it out of me. And it was like the words was coming out. And I was trying mm. to pull them back in, right? But them suckers kept on spinning. Right. <laughs> they just kept on jumping out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And right. And they just coming. And man, I noticed the relief afterward. And from that day forward, I made it a part of my story. 
because I would only give half. I would only give what I thought they wanted to hear. But I, I would never talk about the parts such as that, you know, because I I, I was concerned about what mm-hmm. how I was going to be looked at, what the people thought, you know. Yeah. What people thought. Right. But, you know, a common thread, because having you on the show, I've also had Adrena, as me and you both know, I've had Tiffany Moss on the show, and the common thread that we all share is some form of abuse. But you notice, I feel like when there's a common thread of abuse, or if there's a common thread of especially being violated as children, everyone, they may have handled it differently, but everyone has tried to mask that in some kind of way, because... Like I had mentioned with Tiffany's interview, a lot of us are walking around, we broken adults. You know, we holding on to something that happened to us as children. And unfortunately, we think we've numbed it. You know, we may find different ways to numb it. Just like me and Tiffany and Adrena, we've unfortunately dealt with abusive men because it's like this these common threads of abuse and mm-hmm. we've all found a way to try and mask it and numb it. You know, but it's still the same common thread as people who have experienced mm-hmm. abuse, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're trying mm-hmm. to get past it, you know, but sometimes we just don't know how to get past it. So, you know, we find different ways to try and hide it and try and mask it. And like you said, we still holding on to shame. We worrying about what people are going to think about us if we say something, you know, or why didn't you say something earlier? It's like so many things that go through your mind when you try and deal with it. And, you know, that everyone has that common fear you know, hmm. to a degree where, what are people going to think? Should I really say this? Oh, my right, God. Right, you know, if right. I say it to someone, so I don't want blah, blah, blah to hear it. You know, So we all deal with this nonsense. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's freeing. It's, it lifts a weight mm-hmm. to just get it out. And it's not an easy journey to get to that point, though. So anybody listening, don't, we're not trying to tell y'all that part. It's not Ooh, easy to get to that stage. But once you is- do get to it. It is such a relief such a to relief. finally get it out, and it also helps the next person. And that's the, right, and that's the purpose of the pain. Because just like you, you were worried about, oh, what is so and so gonna think about me? But imagine how many people listen to what you said, or listen to what Adrena said, or listen to what Tiffany said, or listen to some right. of, some of the things I've right. said, and it's like, oh my God, they went through that too. You know, so just for anybody listening, like, don't ever feel ashamed. Don't worry about hmm. the people Come that on. are going to say something negative about Come you. On, that's not your audience. <laughs> like, don't focus on them. Hmm. Focus on the people that you know when you say this is going to touch them. So just for people who I know, a lot of y'all walking mm-hmm. around with some awesome testimonies that can help the next person. But you, you're afraid because you're worrying about, hmm. oh, so-and-so going to judge me. So just remember that is not your audience. The people that's going to say something negative, the people that's going to judge you, the people that's being fake. Because I said that to your wife, actually. She had made a post last week and mm-hmm. I was like, look, you know, mm-hmm. it's the fake people that mm-hmm. they make it hard, you know, for the real ones to give their testimony. Mm-hmm. But that's not the one we want to worry about. So I just want, I have to put that out there, you know, because like I said, they got so many people walking around. They act like they right. don't have a path. They act like they don't have you know, things that they've been through and they make it hard for people that have that testimony that need to get it out, not only just to help themselves, but it can help so many other people. But some people, they do make it hard where you're not comfortable giving your story. And that's, I just want people to remember that's not your audience. So if you ever get that fear in your mind, well, I don't want to talk about the sexual abuse I went through. I don't want to talk about my drug use. I don't want to talk about the physical abuse I went through because so-and-so may say something. Don't worry about so-and-so. 
you know, you know, just so I just want to put that out there. One thing I want to bring up, though, before we wrap up, I want you to break down the different forms of addiction, because that's one thing I think people because me and you talked about people with gambling addictions. I feel like that's one thing that people do to kind of talk themselves. You're good. Okay. So I feel like a lot of times with addiction, we kind of talk ourselves out of realizing we may have a problem because we all some of us assume that addiction is strictly drugs. So mm-hmm. can you break down other things that a, pe- a person can be addicted to? Like, you know, other things that they may need help with that's beyond drugs. I think yeah. are just different things that are considered a drug. That's another thing, too. I think people kind of talk and brainwash themselves into. So can you break down just different addictions that people should be aware of? Definitely, because you know what? Uh, so many people, I get I get calls often, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with people, because... When when someone say addiction, the first thing come to mind is drugs or alcohol, right? Mm. But uh, and gambling typically too falls in that range, you know. Someone because gambling is such a big addiction, right? Right. But but then you have those that suffer from eating addiction, you know, mm. and that's another big one. I I have a woman that I'm sponsoring right now, and she. Is so addicted to the sugar. Mm. She is heavily addicted to sugar. And I mean, when I watch how she reacts and how she performs, man, it reminds me of when I get high. Wow. Because, yes, it's, it's so powerful. But, you know, from, from, from food addiction, sugar, to porn, gambling, money, uh, shopping, uh, uh, work. People can be addicted to their job, to their work. Uh, various, various forms of addiction. Uh, addiction would be anything that someone obsessed behind. Mm. You know, when whenever it becomes such a, a, a an obsession to where it, it creates problems. You know, in your life, it actually creates problems to whereas uh uh it it interferes with your everyday personal life when you be begin to find yourself uh doing things that you would never do under any other normal circumstance right Mm. if you would hide food under your bed you know because you know you shouldn't be eating this and you know your family members in the home you know or on your body, say that you're diabetic, and you know you're not supposed to be eating sugar, but you're so addicted to this, and you're so addicted to where you 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 uh you keep it away from your kids. You know, mm. you have your own little refrigerator, your own little snacks, you know, in your room, tucked off, hidden away. You know, that becomes a problem. That's a problem. That's an addiction. Wow. That many, you know, don't wanna don't wanna face. And the right. first step. And the first step in that recovery is admitting that you're powerless and that your life is unmanageable, right? Because you can't begin to recover until you admit that that you're powerless over whatever it may be, whether it's drugs, alcohol, gambling, uh, porn, uh, eating, money. Uh, I know many people that are so addicted to work. They can't mm. even enjoy to spend their money because they're so addicted to their job. They're so addicted right. to their career, you know. Uh, 
and um, people I've 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 had people that I've talked with who are addicted to gambling, you know, mm. and I had an uncle man, and my uncle he would get paid on a Friday, he would get paid on a Friday, and he would be at my other uncle's barroom, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got poker machines in them. He would get paid on a Friday, come there about 4.30 when he get off work. About 9.30, he broke the whole check. Wow. The whole check, 1100 something The whole check is going to have a great job, had a good job. But he, like he used to say, he'll get it back next week. Mm. That was his, that was, that was, that was what he lived by, but not realizing he pulling everything around him down. He causing mm. he causing a strain on everything else, right? He causing the strain on everything else that is around him, and uh, so when you begin to talk about addiction, because uh, I had a woman on here on my show several weeks ago, man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she she was addicted to sex, mm-hmm. you know, and she became addicted to sex, and it's crazy, it's so ironic. She became addicted because at an early age. She was molested. Mm. She was molested. She was molested, and so she was. She was. She was. Act, she was sexually active from the, from the age of seven years old. Wow! From the age of seven, and then guess what she do? She marries a sex addict. Wow! So together, they make a bond. Mm-hmm. Right. So they both begin to doing things that they shouldn't be doing right, right with other people and then he get caught in uh he get caught in some kind of porn site some kind of chat mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. well the, the 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 site he went on or went into it was kids and see oh, wow she didn't know that his addiction hadn't took a spin for that mm, so wow. it turned that way and he got busted in there with the children. Mm. So now he's in prison. And she shared on that story, man. She shared, you know, on, on, on how this come up and, you know, how she was so obsessed behind the sex. She didn't drink. She didn't do drugs. But the euphoria mm. that she got with the sexual activities made it just as well as like if she was putting a crack pipe in her mouth, right. drinking a bottle of gin, or shooting a bag of dope. Because it consumed her life. It consumed mm. her life. And I tell people, addiction is an addiction. It doesn't matter what, forms it, what form it comes in. And like the young lady who I'm sponsoring, you know, she was telling me she couldn't tell her family she had a she was addicted to sweets. She couldn't tell them that because she was like, um, they wouldn't understand. Or she felt like, who has an eating disorder? I mean, who can't? I mean, there's no such thing as you can't stop eating, right? And that's what right. she's saying. It's no such thing. How can I tell? She said, but Will, this is what I would do. I would ride from New Orleans East. I would have, she, she said, she would ride from New Orleans East to um, some part of Mississippi, right? 
mm-hmm. at like three, four in the morning because she had an app on her phone. It was a Krispy Kreme app. And when the app, when they, she would get alerts saying they got fresh donuts. And so when she got the alert, whatever time of day it was, she took off. That was, wow. that was before we had the Krispy Kreme in Jefferson Parish in Metairie. Mm-hmm. That was before wow. we had the Krispy Kreme here. They had the Krispy Kreme up in Mississippi. And she would ride there every day. Wow. Every day. It was that bad to where when, she get, when they get fresh donuts up, she get a, she get a notification. When she get that notification, she order and and she get in her car and she go. And wow, she lived her life like that for uh, a few years, you know. Mm. And um, you know, even up to the present, you know, when she finally reached out to me because she was by way of addiction matters, my show. Some kind mm-hmm. of way, she found her way on that page, and mm. uh, she said she watched it for like a month, and she finally decided, built up the nerve, the courage to call, you know, and, and to ask me, you know, if I can assist her with it. And she's been doing real well. She's been doing, wow. she has been doing well, you know, from what, from what she tells me. And, uh, cause like I tell her, I said that the, the number one thing about this program and about addiction is honesty, because mind you, you can tell me whatever you want. Right. But the truth mm-hmm. will reveal itself at some point. That's one thing about an addict. You know, if you're in recovery, you're in recovery. But if you relapse and you, and you try to continue living a secret life that I'm not doing nothing, it exposes itself. It will tell on you. You know, it mm. will tell on you. But some people are so uneducated about addiction, man, as a whole. They are uneducated. Right. And, um, you know, uh, there is help out there. There is help available out there, but you have to make that ultimate decision. You know. Now I'm glad you just said that because that's one of the last things I want to add before we wrap it up. Definitely put it out there. Let people know who are listening. How do you seek treatment? Like what what's available out there? What's the first step? You know, because there's there's going to be somebody that's going to listen, and they may not realize how they listen to this that oh wow like. I have an addiction, you know, or what I've been struggling with. Maybe it's time for me to work on it. So what's the first step and what options do they have? Anyone that's listening, like what options do they have to seek treatment? Uh-huh. Well, the first step, the first step, like I all like the, 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 the first step would be admitting that you're powerless mm-hmm. over your addiction and that your life have become unmanageable the that's mm. the first step the first step is admitting you know how hard it is for someone to admit they're addicted you know how hard it is for someone to admit defeat mm. because you got some people that's so prideful hell no i ain't gonna say addiction beating my hell no i ain't gonna say i'm no alcoholic hell no mm. i ain't gonna say i'm no addict no drug addict no shopaholic I'm not going to say I got I to gotta eat and have it. I'm an eating addict. You know, is admitting defeat. Is admitting you powerless. Because if you're powerless, you're powerless. Mm. I was powerless over that hair wrong. My life was unmanageable with an exclamation point. I was powerless. I was enslaved 
to drugs. I was enslaved, and I'm about to tell you about the treatment, but let me tell you how bad, how much enslaved I was. For all of those who may know, if you, if you live in Houston or if you live in New Orleans, I'll break it down for you and give you an idea of how much of a slave I was to the drugs. If you in Houston, I was living on the southeast side of Houston. I was close to... 288. I was in the Harm Clark area of Southeast Houston, right? I mm-hmm. walked, I walked from uh Southeast Houston to side, right? Now I uh, I called the guy. I told him I ain't have no money, but I had I took my son, I took my son um uh, I took his um his comforter. He had a New Orleans mm-hmm. comforter. My wife had just ordered from him for an offline, right? And he had a comforter, a comforter for a twin bed. Well, the dude I was getting dough from, he had a son who had a, a twin side, a twin bed. I told him I had a comforter. He said, shit, bring it to me. I got something for you. Wow. So I took that comforter off the bed. It was brand new. Took that comforter. I had, had that comforter about two days. I took that comforter off that bed. It was brand new. Uh, I spread like some little, some fabric freshener on it and stuff. I folded up neatly in a big old bag. And as I folded that night and that, that, that morning I got up at 6.15, I started walking to the southwest side of Houston, right? But when I made it over there, I got over there at about 11.30, quarter to 12, like a five and a half hour walk. I walked there. I got the dope. And I walked back. When I made it back to my house, it was 7.45. Now, this is a walk. I walked, mm. I walked five and a half hours out. I walked another five and a half hours back, giving it, and I'm adding in the time, too, where I stopped to get loaded. So mm-hmm. in, in New Orleans, if you want to see it, that'll be, that would be walking across the Slidell Bridge, going from, going from Miss you all the way to the other side in Slidell, getting over there or from a walk and walking back. Wow. And wow. walking back. So that was the lift. And I always tell people that. I say, man, I walked. You can damn this. I walked from the from the from the beginning of the bridge that crossed the lake all the way on that other side. Got the dope and walked all the way back. Walked all the mm. way back. It was an eleven hour journey for me. This walk, this walk was like 11, 12 hours. And I remember walk, getting ready to walk in my door, and it was dark. And I had did nothing else but stop that Burger King, went in the bathroom, shot up, and started walking back. That's how far the walk was, right? Wow. So when we talk about the treatment, first is admitting. And once you admit that you have a problem, now seek the treatment that you need. Some of us may need detox, depending on the mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to go, you want to get into a place where, uh, depending on the nature of the drug that you're using, some of us may need detox. uh, And if you need detox, you definitely want to get detox before you try to go into a treatment. And I'm telling you that from experience. I remember trying to go in uh, into a treatment facility or rehab without detoxing. And I actually did it to try to save my marriage because detox, they said I had to wait like a week. I didn't have a week. My wife wanted me in there right now. 
So I call myself trying to go into rehab, but knowing my withdrawals was going to be so severe, I managed to stay maybe about 48 hours. I couldn't take it. The pain was, was excruciating. And so I checked out. And, uh, but the steps you want to take, if it's alcohol, if it's any form of opiate, seek a detox treatment facility. They have the Odyssey House treatment facilities. They provide detox, medical detox. Uh, you have uh, addiction recovery resources. Uh, uh, it's called Arnold Addiction Recovery of New Orleans. They have a, a great program. They have detox on their ground as well as an inpatient facility. Odyssey House has it as well. A detox on their, on their grounds as well as the inpatient facility. Uh, uh, you can um, also go to um, uh, the New Orleans Medical Center. It used, it used to be University Medical mm -hmm. Center. They also have a detox there here in New Orleans. And um, uh, if, if, if need be, depending on your insurance, if you have insurance, uh, you can find yourself a private medical facility that um, provides medical detox as well as inpatient. Now, if you have Medicaid and Medicare, you can only attend state. If you have Medicaid or Medicare, uh, you eligible for a state funded facility. Uh, there are there are not many facilities that are privately owned that accept Medicaid and Medicare, uh, but that is something that I'm advocating for. The hopefully in the near future we will be able to change that, and um, where you know treatment is treatment because uh, because Medicaid cover the same uh, the same expense as well as a private insurance would carry. Uh, the difference is is that. Uh, the condition of the facility is normally different. And to say that these, these facilities are getting funded um, by the state, they should be kept up to more of a higher standard than what they're kept up to, you know. And it, 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 it really annoys me that, you know, someone can come in with Medicaid and they're mm -hmm. treated, their program is different from versus a program that you go to that accepts Blue Shield, that mm. that that accepts uh, A1 insurance, right? And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be no discrepancy in that. It shouldn't be no no favoritism in that. It shouldn't be to where as you know they're held to a certain standard versus what they're held to. You know, treatment is treatment, and everybody within the program that's operating these facilities should be held to a high standard. And each each patient should be treated uh, uh, with the respect and dignity, uh, you know, that they deserve because we're dealing with sick individuals, you know, mm -hmm. that are coming in trying to get their lives right. But speaking from experience, I've seen it on both sides to whereas when I was working and had insurance and had to go to a rehab, I go to a one that my insurance cover, man, I mean, it's like like luxury. You mm. living in a nice apartment. You getting catered food. You have the nurses coming to your room. I mean, you have one-on-one -on -one attention. You being catered to. I mean, it's like going to the Betty Ford Center, you know. To whereas you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's 
beautiful. I mean, I mm -hmm. was in one in Miami, man, and you know, we would go to the beach, you know, we on on, on the weekends, we go do you know, we go do all type of creative stuff on the outside, whether it was horseback riding or uh, 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 whether it was go-karting or uh, uh, swamp tours. Those are the things that uh, that they introduced. Th those were the lifestyles that they introduced to us. And those were the healthy lifestyles that they introduced to us, us in their environment, you know, uh, outside of, uh, you know, uh, you know, know, knowing that we're coming in as addicts or alcoholics, they try to show us, they try to expose us to a different life that some of us had never seen or possibly have seen and may have been a part of, but fell off and fell away from it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with your state-funded facilities, all they about is your money. You got a bed, you're going to get you something to eat, you're going to go to class, you're going to go to bed, you're going to get up, you're going to get you something... Where's the activities? Where are the one-on-one -on -one counseling sessions? You know, uh, uh, these private facilities, they have a more of a therapeutic environment set up versus your state-funded. I mean, people are just all over the place, man. And it's, 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 it's out of line. It's no structure. They try to implement structure, but state-funded facilities are ran so different. From a, wow. from a uh, from a, a, a private facility, but there are so many detox facilities, like I said, that uh, you can get into, and um, you can Google addiction. You can uh, you can Google addiction resources, and you will get a list of numbers worldwide, wherever you may be, that uh, will they will provide you with a number to those that uh, you may be eligible to get into, depending on whether you have insurance, they'll give you a list of, of, of facilities that will accept the insurance that you have, and they'll give you a list of facilities that will accept you if you are uninsured. So uh, mainly detox first, detox mm. first. Now, if you're dealing with something like cocaine, marijuana, or uh, like PCP, something like that, um, you would you can go straight into an uh, inpatient uh, facility to whereas, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you won't need detox because the detox can be so severe and a lot of people don't know this here. Now, you can, I, I could go in off of opiates, right? My withdrawals can be so severe, but mm -hmm. the chances of me dying is is real slim. It's real is very slim. Is is very, very, very slim for me to actually uh die from an opiate withdrawal. But mm -hmm. okay. you have a greater risk of dying if you're going from an alcohol withdrawal. If you really? got alcohol, if you're an alcoholic, your chances of, of, of trying to kick this at your house, you can end up dead. You Can you elaborate on that? And what I mean is, uh, now, they've had people, I've known people uh, that have actually suffered from alcoholism, right? And they bypassed uh they bypassed the um 
uh, going to a detox. So they actually tried to do it at home. And mm. they went into such a severe withdrawal to where, you know, it gave them a heart attack and they actually passed away because the withdrawals and the shakes are so bad and so nerve rattling to where you can't even control it. You can't, you have, if you've never seen a person shake, have tremors off of alcohol, man, wow. you don't ever want to see it. I'm talking about, it looks it's like if, you know, it looks like they're going into cardiac arrest. It looks like their body's oh, wow. in a shock. I mean, mm. they're actually popping up off the floor. They're in a shake, you know, they're shaking so bad. And you have those who, who were withdrawing, like myself. I went in there, and I remember, and give you a good idea of it, on the movie Ray. Ray Charles, Ray Charles was a heroin addict. And on mm -hmm. that movie, Jamie Foxx portrays him on the scene where he's actually laying in the bed going through withdrawals, and the doctor asks him, hey, Ray, I can give you something for that that'll calm you down and get you through the uh, the little rough edges if you want me to. And, uh, right. and, and Ray responded and said, no, I need to go through it. I need to go through this, right? Because I need to feel it. And see, that's, 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 that's what, that's, when you, when you get to that level there, because see, this time going in, that's the level where I was at. Because when I went in there, I got sick. I'm throwing up. I'm, I mean, I'm sick. The next day I'm sick. They can medically treat me to help level it off to whereas, you know, hey, Will, we can ease this. We can, we can ease this discomforting feeling that you have. I'm like, you know what? I don't want nothing. I don't want mm. nothing. I don't want nothing at all. And I sat there and I prayed and asked God. And I, I was just that determined, man, because you never want to forget the pain. You never see a lot of addicts and alcoholics, they relapse because they forget the misery that they once was in. They forget about the mm -hmm. misery prior to uh, becoming sober uh, or, or, or getting into a detox or rehab. They forget about that moment. And so in that movie, Ray was like, nah. And he sat there and he shook. Man, when I watched that movie, I was in tears because I felt him. I felt it through the TV. He was shaking. He was sweating. He was throwing up. I mean, it was, it, I mean, the scene is like, it, it, it was as real as it could be. Whoever directed that part, they knew what they was doing because mm. on that scene there, man, he actually was going through what an addict actually goes through that's coming off any form of opiate. An alcoholic, they will be just like that, just as worse, except they could die. They wow. can die if they don't go to a medical detox. See, they you they they're gonna give you medicine. See, you have to get it. You you can't if you refuse it, they would have to discharge you. If you refuse the medication that they will provide you with to help you ease through this to keep you calm. Mm -hmm. They know that you can die in a facility and they don't want that. Oh, they wow. don't want that responsibility. So if you sign a waiver, you know, a disclaimer saying, you know, you're not taking out of this by law, by right. They have the right to discharge you because your chances of dying 
is much greater versus someone who's coming in there off of opiates. And um, so after the detox comes the treatment part. It comes to treatment mm-hmm. part. Once they level you out, you can find a treatment facility. Odyssey House has treatment where uh, you can do 30 days, you can do 90 days, or you can do uh, 120 days in there. Mm. And you also have Bridge House. Bridge House is mm-hmm. another facility, whereas their program was from three to eight, three to three to three to fourteen months. You could be mm-hmm. in there from anywhere from three to fourteen months. And I tell people wow. all the time. I tell people this all the time because I was once like this here in the beginning, in my beginning. To whereas it's like, mm-hmm. hey, okay, thirty days may seem like an eternity when you're in there, right? Because you feel you mm-hmm. feel like your life didn't stop. You feel like you're missing things. You know, all of a sudden you start getting your feelings back. You start getting your emotions. And you start thinking about all the people that you have harmed and, and all of these things, right? And so I tell them, I say, what's 30 days? What's at minimum? What's mm-hmm. 30 days compared to having the rest of your life free? From active addiction. Free Mm. from active addiction. What's 30 days? I mean, we could get high for 30 days, right? We could go get, we could, we could start getting, I could, I could put it like this. I could start getting high today. I could look around and it'd be Christmas because I have no idea. I just didn't blew through five, six months just that quick. When I raised my head back up, six months then went by, you know? And and, and, and and that be the discouraging thing for a lot of addicts and alcoholics. When they get in there, the first thing come to mm-hmm. their mind, my family need me. My family need right. me, man. I got to get back out here. I got to get my job, bro. You know, I got I got to take care of my house and I got to I gotta do this here. I got to do that. I gotta mm-hmm. do, and I look at them and I tell them, I say, you wasn't there for your family when you was there. Mm, you were you wasn't right. there when you, you weren't taking care of them when you you wouldn't take care of them when you was there. So what mm. makes you think that they missing you now? What makes you think wow. you wasn't contributing then? You was a you was a liability versus an asset. But see now you have a greater chance of becoming an asset versus a liability by staying in treatment and getting the help that is needed. But like I tell the person all the time, it's not so much of what facility you go to. It's how you apply yourself when you get to that facility, right? Because they're going to provide you with the basic tools, the basic necessities that you need in living an everyday productive life. But it's what you do with it. It's, what you, it's how you utilize your time. Because mind you, when I was at this last state-funded facility, Man, look, it was 10 toes down for me. It was 10 mm. toes down. I mean, it, yeah, I wasn't, I, I mean, I, it was like, I'm, I'm so serious. That's why it always go back when somebody asks me what's different. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I say it gladly. We're going to have to find out. I don't have an answer for you. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't even answer that. All I can, all I can, all I know is, how I live and how I feel just today. That's all. Right. Just for this moment, this second. Because mind you, when this podcast is over with, 
I don't know what I'm going to do after that. I don't mm. know. I don't know. I don't right. know where I'm going when we say, okay, I'll holler at you later. It was a nice show. I don't know. I don't know. Right. So I just live in that moment. But you have to utilize the resources that are out there and that are available. And people need to understand that there is help out there. You can call addiction resources. You can Google that addiction resources and they will provide you with the numbers that are needed for you to carry around with you and for uh and and will assist you in finding treatment i mean even if, if, if you got private insurance these people even go as far as as far as getting you there oh yeah they're mm, they'll wow. your flight they'll put you on the oh wow there. That's, and that's the difference. You got private insurance, they will put you on the airplane, ask you, do you have your luggage packed? We will, can you get to the airport? You can't get it? Okay, we will send an Uber for you. And they will send an Uber to your home, get you to that airport, get you on that flight, and have somebody waiting for you when you exit that plane to put you in that car. Do you think do you think the differences in the treatment of people who have private insurance and those who don't, do you think that kind of discourages some people from getting it does, treatment? Because you know what? Oh man, that's a good question because I, the, just recent, the most recent the, the, the facility that I come out of this year, right? Man, see, there were people that came up in there and they find everything to complain about. Everything. Everything, but mind you, these are people who actually still have reservations, right? Because we can mm-hmm. complain about anything. That's one thing about the addict alcoholic. I swear, we'll dissect anything. We will find <laughs> a complaint about something. They cut the lights off too early. Somebody mm-hmm. is in the shower. The food ain't hot enough. Uh, they say I can't make no phone calls. They're not giving me my medication when I... Oh, man. We will come up with an excuse to check out. We will. And that'd be the number one reason. People will get to a facility and they will notice something is out of line and instantly they want to make an adjustment. Instantly. They want to fix that to their liking. You know? Uh, right. We as addicts and alcoholics, of course... We don't like discipline. We don't like structure. We like living our lives freely, going about our own, doing, going about our own will, and doing it how we do it, doing it how we want to do it, and when we want to do it. It's either our way or the highway, and that's what a lot of us live by. So that is a discouraging. That's that's very discouraging when an addict or alcoholic goes into a treatment facility, and. Uh, he feel as though his needs are not being met, feel as though that this here could be done better uh, and would often compare a private facility to a state-funded facility. And he's not at the private facility anymore because he lost his job. He don't have that insurance he used to have. So now he has a state-funded facility, but he's comparing the two. And you hear often Mm. say, Oh man, when I was at that facility, yeah, man, look, you had your own room, flat screen in the room, 
and all that. And mind you, before I went to this last facility, I was at the one in Miami. And that one in, that mm-hmm. one that was in mm-hmm. Miami said, look, it was luxury at its finest. You hear me? It was luxury wow. at its finest. It was like I was living in an, in an apartment. I, 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 felt like, wow. I felt like a star. I had my own security. I had my own, uh, I had my meals prepared for me, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I had a big old uh, entree of snacks I could access whenever I wanted. On the weekends, I had a private driver. I'm just saying this like this here, right? Because this is how it was. I just, you know, we had our own chauffeur who would take us to the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, we had security who would walk with us to make sure we don't, we don't wander off and, and have somebody come in to bring you drugs, you know. And, 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 and things like that, but uh, I could have easily compared that because when I got to this treatment facility, wow. you know, this on this last rep, and compared to where I had went at before, oh man, it was like not it was like light, night and day. It was like night and day. Wow. But what landed me in this one was the fact that I lost my job. And when I lost my job, I lost the insurance I had. So, of course, I couldn't go back to this private. So I had to just knuckle this right. thing down. But most importantly, see, I was willing. I was willing. I was willing right. to go to any length. And until you get to that point, until you get to that point, you have to be willing to go to any length. Any length. And, 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 and for for the listeners, let me say one. Let me say this other thing here. What 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 halts a lot of addicts and alcoholics going forward, and not only addicts and alcoholics, but mm-hmm. anybody suffering from any form of addiction. What halts that is this: mm-hmm. the enabler. The enabler. Mm. See if you got the end. See if right. you're living with somebody and they're enabling you. Why am I gonna go get help? Why am I gonna right. go get help? As long as you, mm-hmm. as long as you enabling me, giving me a place to lay my head at night, take me a shower, I can eat. But I'm out in the streets and I'm 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 living in grimy. I'm doing some things. I'm taking out of the house. I'm violating every rule up under the sun. I'm not a I'm not a bind by nothing. I I got my own law, my own wow. Law. But as long as you continue to enable me, you're only making me sicker. And guess what? Your mm. assistance gonna kill me. Gonna kill me. You know, right. then a woman called me, and I know her son. When she called me, mm-hmm. she fought. She, she, another woman came to me by way of Addiction Matters, the show. She called me, and she was talking to me. And as she was talking to me, she talked about her son. And then when she said his name and where he from, I said, wait, hold on. And she finished up. I said, man, I know, man, I went to school with him. I know him. Mm-hmm. I know him, know him, right? But his mom called me. Wow. I haven't seen him since we was in elementary, though. So I know him. Man, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, God, honest the truth. We talking, we talking, we talking. And she's telling me, you know, he's living in the back house, back up. In the back room, he fixed up for him, and you know he he gets to eat, he gets to shower, and you know he he run the streets, but he do come home, and, and he's safe at night in here, and and but he's he's steadily picking up anything that I nailed down to the floor, everything mm-hmm. everything starting to get legs, right? All of a sudden, 
everything is growing legs and growing hands and turning the doorknob, walking out. And so I tell him, I say, you know, uh, I say, I, I'm listening to you. And I say, I have to let you know this here, that what you're going to have to do. I say, what you're doing is you're enabling him. I say, actually, you're killing him. You help you. You're actually mm. helping him kill himself. And I say, if I could put into wow. into more terms, I say not to offend you. And I say, I'm speaking to you like 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 you, my mother, because everything that you mm. said, that's everything my mom used to tell me. And not only tell me, but I know my mom was saying the same words to my wife, my dad, my siblings. I know she was saying that same stuff because you talking to me and you crying because you love your son. You don't want you don't want him to hurt you. Love him. And I hear the passion. Mm. I hear it. I say, but what you're gonna have to do. And before I can get that out, know what she said? Wait, hold up, Mr. She called me Mr. Will, right? I'll be like, wait. I say, look, I, mm -hmm. I call her mom. I'm like, wait, mom, don't make me feel old. I say, I know it's not <laughs> I say, but just call me Will. Just call me Will. And she right. said, no, Mr. Will, let me tell you. She said, before you say what I think you're finna say, I, I won't let you know this. I said, what? She said, I'm not putting my son out. I'm not putting my son out. Mm. I'm, not, wow. I'm not putting my son mm. out. I'm not putting him out. No, Mr. Mm. Will. Look, look. No, 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 no. It's dangerous out there. And I am not finna put my child out there. And I say, well, mm. yes, it's dangerous out there. But your child out there. Every day, mm. every day, right? Every day he jeopardizing himself. Every day is a risk. Every day is a possibility you can get that phone call and say he overdosed or he been killed, right? Because see, you enabling right, him, right. and I say, and what you telling me is that you give him a couple dollars every now and then when you know where it's going. I say so. Let mm, me say this here without right. offending you, but I'm gonna give it to you. You call me, so you you call me. You asking me for my opinion, what I feel, how we think we can resolve this. What's the solution? I say so. I've spoken. I've said this. I say so. Now let me tell you this. Since you say you don't want put him out because the streets are so dangerous, you helping him kill himself. I said you might as well mm. put the bullet in the gun and hand it to him and tell him put it up wow. against his own head. Because that's what you're doing. Wow. You're killing him. You're killing him. And I say, I say that with all love, mm. with all care. With all care and all and honesty. I say, because I hear my mother all in you. I say, you know what? I showed up to my mom's house. Showed up to her house. Broke, disgusted, bummed out, homeless. Begging for somewhere to sleep. And she told me, you can't sleep here. Would not mm. let me in, denied me entry. And guess what? Not only did my mama do it, every one of my family members did it. My siblings did it. My wow. wife did it. My oldest son who has his own has his own apartment, him and his girlfriend, wouldn't let me in. Mm. Wouldn't let me wow. in. Because had they let me in, I would have probably taken something out of there. But they knew if they continue to enable me, 
I was going to end up dying. But I can say this here. Right. With all honesty, I'm so grateful and so thankful. I had parents who cried when they said no. I had a wife who cried when she said, no, you can't come in here. My children who cried and said, no, said, no, my, my, my in-laws, my father-in-law, mother-in-law who cried, but said, no, it hurted them mm. to push me back into the street because if they continue to help me at some point, they would have possibly became responsible for my death. It could have been that $10 right. bill mm. that they put in my hand that I said I was going to get something to eat with and would have got a bag of dope and would have killed myself, right? So they wouldn't allow me wow. access into their home. They said I wanted to be a drug addict. I need to be one on the street. If I was hungry, mm. all right, we'll bring you something. You see money getting put in my hand? That was a no-no. See, finding a place to sleep that was comfortable, wow. no. And they told me, and people in recovery, they told me, addicts sleep on the streets. We need to feel that concrete. That's what we need to feel. And mm -hmm. see, a lot of parents don't want to allow them children, allow their child to feel what it's like to sleep on the concrete. Because at some point, right. pain will motivate your ass. Enough of that pain, mm. you get enough of it, it'll turn to motivation. But when am how, right. how can I get motivated if I can continue to sleep in the comfort of a home, in a nice bed, take a nice shower? Huh? Where, 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 mm -hmm. where, where the motivation gonna come in at? The motivation gonna come in when I'm tired of walking up and down the street trying to find somewhere where I can lay my head down and hide my bag at with no, and, and hope nobody don't steal it. That's when the motivation will right. come, because I tell people all the time, see that bridge on Canal and Claiborne, downtown New Orleans? I lived up under there. Yeah, I, 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 I ducked mm. off in a tent up under there. I slept on them stairs on that ramp that wow. go across that bridge. I slept there. I slept up underneath the bench mm -hmm. by the Greyhound bus station. I went into the hospital complaining wow. of a uh, illness just so I could get out the elements of the cold or the rain and sit in the waiting room while I faked some kind of illness to go to the back to lay in the bed for a little while. Mm. You know, many times, many days I went wow. in there saying, feel like I was having a heart attack. Nothing was wrong with me. I just wanted to get out the goddamn cold. Mm. I didn't want to sleep in the, in right. the dark wow. because I knew how, the, how they ran at night up there. You know, so mm. yeah, man. Wow. Uh, but there's treatment, there's help available. First, detox. Second, find an inpatient facility. Mm. And once you complete that inpatient facility, get with you a good outpatient facility. You know, go to go to meetings. You know, you 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 have to develop you a great support system. You don't need no. And I tell people this also: mm -hmm. what you don't need is no yes men. You, you don't need nobody who 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 going to condone your behavior or who going to say, yeah, you're right. No, you need somebody who's going to tell you about who going who gonna to call you on your shit when you're wrong. You know, you need somebody that's right. going to jump up in your shit and let you know, look, you wrong or you getting loaded. You mm. know, who going to call a spade a spade. 
You know, a lot of people like to get around people, you know, who 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 they can tell anything to, and they'll be like, Yeah, bro, you right. Or she'll be like, Yeah, 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 baby, you right. No, you need somebody that's gonna call you out mm-hmm. on that shit, who ain't gonna condone it, who gonna let your ass know when they know you running game or when you think you running game, who gonna check it, who gonna check it at the right. door. You ain't gonna get no pass, you know, who gonna put feelings and emotions to the side. You know, but uh, like I said, calling, calling uh, addiction resources, dialing these numbers. These people have constant help around the clock, 24 7. 24 7. You know, there is treatment, you know, available. And if you don't want to do it in your hometown, there are other state funded facilities that will accept you if you want to do a geographical change. Yeah, you know, there's a place like mm-hmm. there's a place called Teen oh, Challenge, okay. right? If you're looking for a spiritual based, you know, if you if you if you, mm-hmm. you, you you're spiritual, they have all different types of inpatient residential treatment facilities and they cater to your religion. You know, even the state, even the state funded, you know, if oh, you don't okay. eat meat, eat pork, you know, these programs are set up like that to whereas they have to they have to cater to, you know, your religion. You know, whatever it is. Yes, yes. So, oh, really? you know, you're not limited on that. Wow. You know, but uh, if you want, you you think you need a geographical change, like I said, Teen Challenge is a real great spiritual-based uh, uh, organization. They're worldwide. They're straight, they're straight spiritual, you know, God-driven based facility. And they worldwide, and they program anywhere from 18 months to two years, you know, uh, and mind you, I want, I, I want to be clear on this here. I know mm-hmm. people. I personally know people who stopped doing drugs on the street. Been clean mm-hmm. ever since. Never never went to one rehab. I got oh, a really? cousin. Used to smoke crack. Mm. He went to Teen Challenge. First, mm. no, yeah, that was, yeah, he went to Teen Challenge. That's what he went. I'm saying what I'm, I'm sorry when I say never did. Yeah, he went to Teen Challenge. His first trip, his first mm-hmm. facility, and that was it. One time, one and wow. done. That was it. And then you have guys wow. and guys who never went into a treatment. They stopped right there in the house and never picked up since. And I know an old guy come to my mind right now. 20, 23 years clean. 23 years clean. You hear mm. me? And it, wow. it, nothing beats a ready-made up mind. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing mm. beats when your right. mind made up. Your mind made up. You know, and then you have those like me. Shit. <laughs> Took repeatedly trips. Took repeatedly trips. Mm-hmm. I used to joke mm-hmm. about this all the time. I used to tell I used to tell a lot of people, I'd be, I, I'm like, they're like, uh, I used to be like, I'm on a tour. I'm going, I'm going on a tour. I'm touring all the facilities. That's how I used to look at it. Cause I love knows I didn't been ever been from the West coast to the East coast going to rehabs, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. uh, the only, the, the most important thing out of all of them I went to you have to have, you must have the desire to stop using. Mm. You have to have the desire. Right. You know, but help is out there and it's available. Utilize it. 
you know, and for those that are um, that are supporting and enabling the addict or alcoholic or whatever the person may be suffering from, whatever addiction they be may be suffering from, please, 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 mm-hmm. please, please find it in your heart to stop enabling. Because the more you enable, mm. the more sicker they become. The more sicker they become, man. Right. I swear to you, you know, I can't stress that enough, man. I know a lot of people, you know, that that lost their lives. And a lot of women and men that I've talked to that have expressed how much they regret enabling and wish that, you know, they can just take it back. But they be so caught up with the emotion. Right. I mean, come on. Who wants to tell their child? You can't stay up in here. You know, it's cold outside. Right. It's raining, right? Your child has nowhere to go. He shows up at your front door. And you know, you know what kind of life he's living. You actually, you actually scared mm-hmm. of him. You actually scared of him. And when he shows up to the door, you tell him, no, he can't come in. That's hurting for wow. a parent, man. That's, that's hurting. Right, that's hurting. Right. But that's where your trust and belief in God comes in. Because a lot of us don't want to do that. We want to take it and we want to handle it. The best thing my family could have did, the best thing my family done, was give me over to God. And that's what they said. All mm. of them said that, God, you going to have to do this. I'm giving him to you. I'm giving him to you. You don't you know it was one time and and this this to me is funny. It's funny now. What I'm about to say to me is funny. It's very human. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like it went. Just like it went. My wife, mm-hmm. I came inside because mm-hmm. I used to always use that excuse, somebody trying to kill me, right? Uh, I used to always say, I owe wow. the, I owe I owe a dope dealer some money. He threatened me. He said he's gonna kill me. And yeah, and you I would know, say I would that for her that, to let you that in. for her mm, to give me wow. some money. I I I'll be like, man, look, oh, this okay. this is so true. Why? Hey, tell my wife to tell you. I it, she said I came in, I I came by the house, and I said, um, I said, Bing, I said, Dean, man, look, um, I just need. I, I said, man, look, I know how things going and everything right now. Right, I'm trying to fake cry and everything. Right. And, and I'm like, look, I say, man, um, <laughs> man, um, I've been trying to call my mama to see if she will wire me some money down, um, but I can't get in touch with her. And uh, she said, you can't get in touch with your mama because she got your number blocked. Um, and I was like, what? She said, yeah. Mm. She said, that's why you haven't been talking to her because she blocked your number. Because um, and, and that's the best thing she could have did. And I'm like, well, she blocked that. See, she said, yeah. I said, but it rained. She said, yeah, I know it rained, but it don't ring on her end. And uh, I'm like, man, I'm like, damn. I mm. said, well, look, man. Wow. I just saw, I, I let's just say school. I said, I just saw school, man. And um, I owe him $30, man. He was telling me about um, bringing him his $30. Uh, if I, next time he see me, he going to kill me. He going to do this and that. I said, so look, man, I don't want no beef. I don't want no trouble. I'm going to go ahead and go to rehab to, in the morning, you know, get myself together. I say, but look, can you give me $30 so I can go pay him a, a look? You can, we can go up there together. I just want to give him them $30 to pay him. So, you know, 
he, he, he don't do nothing to me. Or I don't do nothing to him because I don't want no trouble. So you give me $30 to go pay mm-hmm. And she looked at me in my face and she said, God's will be done. And I said, what? I said, she said, wow. I said again, I said, can you give me $30 to go and pay him? And she stopped what she's doing, put her hand on her hip, and she looked me in my eyes. And she said, God's will be done. And I was like, I responded. Wow. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? God's will be done. What, what are you saying? What wow. are you saying? I'm telling you this nigga won't kill me. You gonna tell me God's will be done? She said it again. God's will be done. Wow. I shot out the house. I shot out the house and look. Now mm. I'm going to look for some credit now. I'm trying to get some credit because mind you, it was all mm-hmm. the steam. I just ain't mm. nobody wanted to kill me. I just that was that was the last time. You know, I thought I could try to. I, I thought I could use that that again because times before, you know, I was able to do that. You know, it was times before where. My wife brought wow. me to the project to get the dope, you know, because I was cutting up so bad. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I'm cut, I'm clowning, mm. you know, I'm I'm cutting up, but those were the lints. Wow, you know, I went to I went to those type of lints, man, to to get high, you know. But um, you know, today, like I said, um, uh, there are so many resources out here and available. You know, for the addict, the alcoholic, uh, the gambler, uh, uh, those that battle in eating addictions, is so much help readily and available. Uh, you have to utilize the numbers, the resources that are out there for you. And like I said, you can easily uh, log on to a computer and you can type up addiction recovery. Addiction, help with addiction. Simple as that. Help with addiction. And you will get a you will get a list, okay, list of numbers that you will call, and here you will connect with people twenty four hours, seven days a week, that will direct you to the mm. nearest facility that you would need. They will direct you to it. They will help you, okay. you know, with that. And so I, I, I advise everyone, man, you know, take that initiative and and it's a it's 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 such a it's such a better life. It really is. It's it it really is, you know. Mm, and like I was wow. talking about earlier with the pink cloud is just that the difference is today, you know, I have feelings. I have emotions, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel not. My feelings get hurt, you know. Somebody might say something and I might cry. That shit be scary to me, you know what I'm saying? I find myself watching TV mm-hmm. and the same wow. part of it and I'm over here sniffling. You know what I mean? Those were things that I wasn't used to. I wasn't, I wasn't accustomed to that. Right. You know? So now mm. I, I feel you know, I, I actually feel, and it feels good, yeah, it really does, but it takes some time to get used to because when you've been so used to being numb for the vast majority of your life to whereas, you know, now, you mm-hmm. know, when something happens and you feel shit, you really be like, you know, like, golly, man, like, it ain't that serious, but it be like, shit, it's serious for me because I never felt this before. You know, 
But uh, you know, we right. just take it one day at a time, man. We take it, we take it one day at a time, one day at a time. And uh, like I said, they got so many programs out here that you can get help at, and uh, you have to be willing to go to any length because, mind you, we go to any length, any length for self gratification. We do. We go to any length, mm, any length, wow. man. And like I said. You know, I've I have done some stuff, man. I I've done some stuff. It's not too much that I haven't did for dope. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope. Right. Now what I want you to do, like I said, you gave a powerful testimony. What are your lasting words? Like how would you like to end this for anyone that's listening? Cause you pretty much, you know, you laid it all out pretty much. The highs and the lows. But what what's the lasting words you want to do to round out all the information that you're giving for, let's say, anyone that's tuning in who, like I said, they may be dealing with an addiction or just or they may know somebody or they may be in a neighborhood. What is your how, what's your lasting words on just what should you do to get this monkey off your back? You know, like what's the next step on how you can get to that peace in your life? First and you know, foremost, how you can't let this go. You have to find a guide of your own understanding. You have to strengthen your relationship with God. You have to strengthen that relationship with God. You have to submit yourself unto that God of your understanding. And know this, that there is hope. There is a way. You're not dead. As long as you're above ground, you have the opportunity to make a change in your life. And I tell people this, and I would always tell them, look at it like this here. You can change above ground, or you can change under the ground. But one way or the other, you're going to change. You will change, whether that be on top or on the bottom. You're going to change. And to know that it's no matter how many times you fall, no matter how many times you fall, you fall seven, you get up eight. Fall seven, get up eight. Be transparent. Be honest to thyself. To thyself be true. To thyself be true. And know that you can tell Tom, Dick, and Harry anything that you want. But you know what the truth is. And you cannot begin to recover. You cannot begin to recover until you begin to expose the enemy for what he truly is. See, the enemy want to keep you in bondage. He want to keep your, 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 your past uh, in secret. He don't want you to expose him. You know, the enemy don't want you to tell when you're craving he don't want you to tell when you're having, you know, demonic thoughts or evil thoughts or, or, or thoughts of using. But you have to begin to expose the truth, expose it for what it is, and know that there is help readily and available. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to go to mm. any length, to any length to get your sobriety, 
to get your recovery, you have to be willing to go to any length. And in closing, take this and run with it. I mean, run with it. Grasp what I'm going to say and run with it. Remember, there is no value in a sick mind consulting a sick mind about a sick mind. Let me say it one more time. There is no value mm. in a sick mm. mind consulting a sick mind about a sick mind. A loss ain't a loss. Mm. It's a lesson. Appreciate the pain. Wow. It was all a blessing. A loss ain't a loss. It's a lesson. Appreciate the pain. It was all a blessing. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much. Now, also, before we end this, give out all your contact information. Tell them where they can view the show on Mondays. Give all your social media handles. Okay. Every single way people can contact you. Please go and like the page. Go follow the page. It's called Addiction Matters 412. Addiction Matters 412. The number 412. Addiction Matters 412 on Facebook. Even follow me on my personal Facebook page, William Poole. William Poole. P-O-O-L-E, like the swimming pool. William Poole. And also follow me on Instagram at Addiction Matters. Addiction Matters on Instagram and on my personal page. Follow me at Jet Setter Status. Jet Setter Status on Instagram. And if you want to send me an email, maybe you're interested in the show. Uh, drop me an email at addiction matters foe 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 at gmail.com. Again, that's addiction matters foe 44 at gmail.com. Please, if you're interested in being on the show, if you uh, just need some insights, some information, uh, if you feel I got some news you can use, uh, you want a little guidance on this recovery thing, uh, on addiction, uh, man, look, I, I am willing to help uh, any and anyone in regards to that. Uh, I would love to have you on the show, whether you are an addict or not an addict, whether you have been affected uh, by addiction, whether that be directly or indirectly. We here at Addiction Matters, we are servants. We are servants because we strongly believe that if being a servant is below you, then being the leader is beneath you. And that's where we at, man. So again, mm. thank y'all. Thank you for inviting me on the show, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Number one podcast. No, thank you. On, man. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
No, thank you. Because like I said, the common thread with all of my shows, I like transparency. Because like I said, I feel like that's the only way to touch people is to be real. That's the only way. There's no testimony without a test. And I always say this, everyone's life has a purpose. And there's purpose and pain. And so thank you. Like I said, thank you for just being so honest and real. I just feel like anyone that just takes the time to listen, they will be touched in some way, shape, or form. And once again, anybody that's listening, they always know how I end every show. This is another theme. Go love yourself. Because once again, I don't care what you've been through, what trial you've been through, what tribulation you've been through, what violation you've been through. Make sure you love yourself. Value yourself. You bigger than everything you've been through. And this episode is going to be named Gold Conquer because we all are more than a conqueror. We all can overcome everything. You just have to believe in yourself. And just like William said, he's been knocked down, got back up, knocked down, got back up. I don't care how many times you've fallen. You can always get back up and never be ashamed too to fall. And that's the thing too. So I just want everybody that listens to just take heed to everything that was said in this program the transparency but always love yourself i don't care what stage you are in your journey if you're you're listening you're in the middle of addiction and you're like how do i get out of this you worth something if you're at a stage where you've gotten past your addiction but it's a daily battle and you're just still struggling go love yourself so just always value yourself you are worth something and just remember that it's purpose in your pain. So thank you again, Will. Oh, I really, you. really, really have no idea. appreciate you for participating. I just appreciate your honesty. And God bless your mission. And every single day, like I said, I know it's a journey, but you have a, a awesome testimony and you are a living testimony. So I just thank you so much just for everything that you're doing. And I, God, I hope God just blesses every single thing that you're touching to reach Thank out you. and help other people Thank and you. to continue to be an athlete. Truly appreciate it. And thank you again for having me on.